Not the best, but it's not the worst. I'm surviving and I'm adapting. All right, I hear you, baby. I hear you, baby. Well, um, get into your little details on, um, uh, you know, give us a little story behind you as you know how you got it, you know how you, you know, how you came up, um, you know what got you into being a comedian and all that good stuff. Okay, um, from New Produce, um, news family, you know. Middle class, you know. I went to school. I went to Odom University. Shout out to Monarchs. All right, uh, all right. And you know, I, I went to school for criminal justice, and so I was didn't know what I wanted to do with it, but I needed an e- easy major. Oh my god! <laughs> so I started out with math, and I I couldn't get past calculus. I said, "Fuck it, I'm changing my major." So I got went to that, and I was working with kids. Let me tell you something: working kids, badass kids at that. <laughs> and you know. Um, they were tripping me out. Mm-hmm. I also, I wasn't so I was in college, man. I went too fast for it. I was in college. I used to work at 7 Eleven. 7 Eleven? Hell yeah, 7 Eleven. It was the only job that would work on my school schedule. I had a crazy ass school schedule. Okay. 7 Eleven 24 7. And they, they always need people because people always quitting. Uh-huh. So I was working at 7 <laughs> Eleven. And the customers were tripping me out. And people were like, yo, you dumb as shit. Maybe you should try comedy. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> okay. I, uh, I did some open mics. And I thought I was funny. Mm-hmm. And it's, I started out in the white clubs, man. White clubs, they gas you up. Oh, you funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then I went to this black club. It was the Funny Bone. They had Apollo Night. We're talking shit 15 years ago now. Like, Woo, 15 years ago. They had Apollo Night. Just think the name is Apollo uh-huh. Night. Mm-hmm. I invited like all my friends, the girl I like, people that I knew. Said, yo, I'm going to be at the Funny Bone. Y'all got to come see me. Mm-hmm. They came through. I went. I did a joke about working at Seven Eleven, and a bam punchline. I ain't hear shit. All right, okay. Oh. All right, go to the next joke. Boom. I heard some, but I didn't like it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I got booed off the fucking stage, man. Hey. <laughs> I got booed off the stage. That's the first time I ever been booed, and so it was at that moment. I'm like, yo, this shit is work. This shit is not just. I think I'm funny. Let me go do comedy. It's 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 a lot, and, and over time I learned it's comedy, it's stage presence, delivery, timing, confidence, which I didn't have at the time. And so here, 15 years later, I'm still doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 15 years I, later. How, how did you get over getting booed? Though I feel like that would just tear me up inside once I heard that, especially something I thought I was good at. Like it was packed. It was 300 people. Everybody booed me except probably people that knew me. Uh-huh. So it was crazy. Um, the thing about it is, is like, you know, they always say, you know, it doesn't matter how times you get knocked down, always getting up. But yeah, I, knew, I knew I wanted to do it. It's just a stumbling block. But over the years, I developed, you know, I studied and I'm not, and you you learn muscle memory on how to, and you gotta you gotta learn the craft. Everything everything you want to do, there's there's a formula and a craft to mm-hmm. learn it. I don't care. What you want to be? I mean, if you want to be an athlete, you can be naturally gifted at 
doing something, but you got to fine tune it. And so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Kept going back. And I, that wasn't the first time I've been booed. I got booed a, a lot. Yeah. I kept coming back like, yo, this motherfucker won't quit. Crazy. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. It's almost like a salesman, uh, a salesman situation, so to speak. You got to be willing to, you know, put that out there. You know, you know, to get that laugh, so to speak. Right. You got to be vulnerable. I remember it was a Fresh Prince of Bel Air was episode. uh, I think it was D. L. Hughley. He came in town when we were to say some jokes and stuff like that. And um, Carlton, you know, he's, you know, the guy from Princeton and stuff like that. He was like, oh, that's not. You just tell jokes, and that's nothing easy. You can do that, and. I remember that. Yeah, episode. yeah. And so I think Will got was like, you know, I could tell jokes, and he thought he was doing well. So he went to this club to, to say some jokes this time around. And he just kept getting booed and booed, and he was like, wait a minute, this jokes is, they will land in that first one. When I get in front of people, it won't land, and he ain't know how to follow up with it. And yeah, Hugo was trying to explain to him like, it's just more than it's just getting in front of people and telling jokes. You know? Where's the right out the box? <laughs> <laughs> Will's really bombing up there. We should do something. Oh, good idea. Boom! What's up? What's up? Whoa. Give me that before you hurt yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it, we really put some work into this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've been putting that, that work. And um, it's crazy because how me and you connected was through a birthday party and... Was that the turning point when you got into the events? What, what was going on, you know, at that point? Oh, how we met? Yeah, well, remember, we, remember, remember how we met? We met at, a, at my, bro, my son's birthday yeah, party. So yeah, my, my ex-wife and your, uh, your, you. My ex, his ex-wife <laughs> and my the mother of my kids worked at the same place. Oh my! Goodness. And we had kids the same age. And yeah. So, and so his ex-wife invited my kids to his birthday party. So I. Sh- and it was my weekend to have them. So she told me, well, you're going to be the one to have to take them. It wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. And so we met. And it, I thought it was like five years ago. I know, yo. It was crazy. But it was at the time, you know, with that time when you um, you got into the, what was the turning point when you got to host and doing the shows? What was that like that turning well, point, that well, pivotal point? Well, you know, I'm thinking everything was politics. So I went from just being a comedian to being show producer out of a frustration of not being able to, get on events or do shows you know sometimes I go to the I want to like how can I get on the show and it's, yeah. it's politics it's politics mm. it's not always about who's the funniest uh-huh. it's about who we like and I said fuck this I'm gonna do my own <laughs> shit and so I went to a movie theater mm-hmm. and I said hey do y'all they, do y'all do private events and so like, I would love to rent this theater I had about 250 seats to do a comedy show Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they gave me. I said I wanted a Friday or Saturday. Said we can't give you that. That's our prime time movie nights. But our slow night is Sunday. You can have Sunday. Ah, Sunday. People got to work tomorrow. I think it was football season. I, mean, I was <laughs> yeah, like, no, no. no. I said, you know what? I give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I packed that bitch out. I know, uh-huh. man. You were. And I and, and and my thing is with my shows, I don't have a big budget, so I'm not bringing huge Hollywood acts. I'm bringing funny people who are unknown, but they, they're grinding that that underground. The underground are, are, cats are funnier than your favorite Hollywood cats. Facts. <laughs> so what, what makes you think, like, okay, what happens then, though? Like, you know, a lot of Hollywood cats probably was underground. Like, do they just lose it or something like that? Or they just don't care? I, I think they get comfortable. 
I mean, if you've been, a, if you're a millionaire, like you made it, like you made it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it happens to all of them. I think you know, you think of the Dave Chappelle's and the Kevin Hart's who are super Hollywood. I mean, they're still funny. And Kevin Hart just came out with a special. I'm getting. I hear a lot of negative views about it, but I, I liked it when I watched it. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It, it's different for everybody. I mean, you might just get comfortable, but mm-hmm. when you're hungry and, and you you ain't. You still somewhat halfway broke, like you got the grind, like mm-hmm. everything like it lasts. Right. So you had got into them doing the shows. How long you were doing the shows? Uh, I started the shows in fifteen, two thousand fifteen. I've been doing shows since fifteen up until this year. Well, we know what came through and shut the whole world down. Oh, yeah, man. man. I actually uh, took some time to uh, visit a couple of your shows, and I had a great time. You actually poked at me in the audience that um at that time, man. We was in uh, Newport News. Uh, I can't remember where you was holding the event at, but it was a dope event live. You, know, you had the good food. You had the you had the drink. Everything was great. Was right. Funny, awesome stuff. And uh, you were doing that. You said you were doing that since 2015, and. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, pandemics came through. Uh, what's been keeping you grinding? What's been, you know, what's been your things, you know, since this has taken place? Well, man, I had a hustle, man. I, I has, I had. I'm an Uber driver. A Uber Lyft driver. Uber driver. What's up, baby? I'm gonna tell you something, man. Uber is sweet. <laughs> Uber drivers, baby. Uber is sweet to me because, like I said, you do it when you feel like it. Mm-hmm. You need a couple of dollars. You need a couple hundred dollars. Jump in the car and, and pick up some people. Yeah. Also, I had some things on my bucket list that I jumped on. Um. I had three things on my bucket list. I wanted to learn how to either be a bartender, a barber, or a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And I went with a massage therapist. So I went to a school, and I'm in school now. And, I, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking shit gonna be easy. Yeah, I'm just gonna learn how to rub on people, man. <laughs> Yo, and tell jokes. <laughs> you got the you, I joke. Like you gotta you gotta learn how to be a doctor before you be a fucking massage therapist because the classes are intense. It's mm-hmm. anatomy and all this shit, bones and muscles, like. That you got to dissect that shit. I said, yo, this is real. So I felt like I was in a real ass school. But I mean, I'm moving along. I'm already massaging and, and it's going real good right now. Mm-hmm. And so when the world opens back up for real, for real, I mean, comedy's never going anywhere, but I'm still, I'm ready to get back at that too when it comes back around. All right. So, okay. So being that you doing massage therapy and, right. and because of COVID, you know, it kind of took us a little toll or whatnot. Um, when you do come back, though, what would they expect from you? Because, like, you know, you step back, you kind of do a massage thing. Is they going to get more of what they had at first, or are you going to give them something, like, you know, different, like a different person? I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel like I might be a little rusty, but I'll tell you, um, I'm going to have some new experiences, some new shit to talk about, and I'm going to have a vivor of me, like, like, to come back strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm coming back stronger than ever, because, again, it's, it's almost, I haven't did a show since March. Mm. And it's, it's, I mean, I've done some online stuff, but again, it's not the same looking at two, three hundred people in the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss crowds. I miss, I miss crowds. So again, when I come back, I'm gonna have some new experiences to talk about. And that's all comedy is. You talk about your life experiences through your lenses. Mm-hmm. I hear you, baby. Well, um, give us some of that heat, man. I know you had told me this crazy story. You had told some people on your Facebook, man. Go ahead and, you know, tell us about that story. I'm very, very interested in um, understanding what took place. Well, I mean, okay, okay. So I already said I'd be Uber driving, uh-huh. and basically it's about dating in COVID, man. Oh, it, it, dating, it, it, COVID. dating in COVID, man. Uh, you know, you was in a house, places ain't open. You online dating. My online dating status has jumped up. I'm, but no, so, okay, this is what happened. I'm Uber driving, and I pick up the 
this girl at the mall. And um, she had the face mask on, she had the long wig, <laughs> she had the uh, spandex, she had a body. Okay. So she in the car, I'm taking her to the destination, and she's talking to me, she's flirting, saying a little shit here, and I'm like, okay, okay, I see the vibes. And I was like, okay, well, you know, she said something like, what's good with you? I'm like, no, no. I said, hear my number, hit me up, you know, maybe we get some drinks. A few hours later, you know, I'm going my business, I get a text. Like, hey, like, yo, what's good? Boom, 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 boom. I said, like, what's up with you tomorrow? Maybe we go out get some chicken wings and some, and some drinks. She's like, cool. <laughs> so I set it up. I pick her up. The city of Chesapeake, I pick her up. She get in the car. It's dark. It's about nine-ish. She get in the car. I still, I see some, but I don't really see it all the way. I'm like, okay, she, she gets a little, little rough. We're going to see. We're going to see. So we get in the motherfucking restaurant, Smoky Bones. And she still has a mask on. Sit at the table. And it just happened in slow motion for me. She, first time she took the mask off. I'm looking. I said, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you, so you had to get. I was like, what happened? Hold on, hold on. I said, I said, I said to myself. This is either a man or a motherfucker. Oh. Oh. Oh, 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 This is either a man or an ugly ass woman. <laughs> so the the she picked up on. She's like, "What's wrong? What's going on? Are you alright?" I said, "I'm gonna ask you one question. I'm just gonna ask you one question." And I was blunt and straightforward. Are you a man? The response is not what I wanted to hear. Oh. Oh. The response was not what I wanted to hear. Wait a minute. The response was. No, I'm not a man, but I was born a man. What? Oh, <laughs> so what the fuck? Oh, hell no. Oh, hold Listen. It's real. So this is the thing, man. And so oh. this is the thing. And so I'm mad. I said, yo, you mean to tell me you was born a man? You was born a male? She's like, well, I'm not a man. No, you are a fucking man. And she was like, well, she, so he started, he, um, it's a he. He started going in, I'm taking hormone pills and all this. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) The thing was, when he pulled down that mask and I saw that strong ass face, I was, Uh I knew. See, this motherfucker Wow. The dead giveaway, so it was the face, and then I saw the hands. This nigga hand has some motherfucking George Foreman fists. Hmm. I don't know what was going on. I'm like, okay, he a man. So I said, you know, and I was upset, but I didn't see red. Because seeing red is a whole nother thing. Like, I said, you know, I, I cussed his ass out. I said, you know, motherfuckers get killed for shit like this. I got up and left, left his ass. Like, fuck you. Gone. End of story. Wow, that's crazy. But I'm going to tell you, that's, that's, that would have never happened to me without COVID. That's face mask. What? <laughs> the face mask. I didn't, I didn't, listen. I mean, now let me tell you this. I don't know if he had work done. I don't know the, the hormones, but he had a fucking feminine shape. Wow. But his face was what, still manly. Would you have been, been um, damn, I don't know how I would have taken it. If, if it was an ugly ass woman, I would have went with a date and. Probably not really dealt with the person like that, but it was a whole ass man. Like, so I mean, did she even? He even tried to let it be known. No, nah, he said nothing. He said I was gonna let you know. Like, when motherfucker, 
I need to know this shit. Pandora's box. I need to know this shit immediately. And again, I, I know the people who get down like that, but you need to let people know. Like, people get hurt. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on some other shit. I need to see, bring them as that. Because you never ask a person, let me see your face. Yeah. <laughs> let me see your face before I get your number. <laughs> like, that's the that's the new thing now. We got to ask, pull down the mask. And that's the thing about online dating. Now you don't really know. You motherfuckers know, take a picture with mask on and shit. You don't know. But he had a feminine voice. Like he had the whole disguise of good until he pulled on that ass. Oh my goodness. That shit left his ass. Oh, <laughs> he had he had an Uber account. He was good. Uh, oh my oh, goodness. Oh my man. goodness. So it's safe to say your points probably went down. You left that person there. They probably gave you a zero or something. That oh well, no, that wasn't an Uber ride at that time. Oh, okay. I I was in, I met the person in the Uber ride that we just connected, you know, and then we went. I went back later, like boom. Okay, what's up? Mask got me. So make sure y'all take your mask down. Y'all want to do it there? He's not playing. He's not. He's not having that. Take the mask off. I'm, yeah. But no, I I gotta ask you. You gotta ask new questions now. You gotta ask another question. Hey. Man. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, yep. That's, that's a, a true story. And it was crazy. I was going to take that to my grave. But I was like, man, I'm a, I'm a comedian. Laugh at my pain. I put that shit on social media. They crack it up at me, man. Wow, that shit, man. That shit you got know, shared. Yeah, that's I'm, crazy. And, and I'm going to tell you something else. I had people inboxing like, yo, that shit happened to me too. Like, well, people hit me up like, yo, I got fooled on some crazy shit too. Not, not my scenario. But just like you, you in a school line, you in a Walmart. Yeah, man, so, it happened man, to me. It happened man. to me. I happened to me at um. This was about maybe ah four or five years ago. Um, oh, pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Oh, so, oh, I, yeah, see, oh see. no, I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Well, let me tell my story. 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 So, so I was uh, you know, freshly divorced. We out there, boom, go get money. You know, we going to go, um, me and my boy, we go to the Sky Bar, you know, you know, on the oceanfront, Virginia Beach, whatever, whoop de whoop And uh, we, we go up to the top, you know, I had a few in me. I was chilling, dancing, you know, whatever. Next thing you know, got a tall girl about, she looked like she was 5'10", 5'11"-ish, you know. I ain't think nothing of it. She's like, oh, let me get your information, you know, and then... She hit with hit with this. Uh, I think it was like we a five, you know, five words since she's like, "I'm down for everything." I ain't even three. I was. I think it's three, four, whatever. <laughs> and so, okay, she we going back and forth on the text, and you know, forth the text, and then she finally hit. I'm like, "Oh no, nah, I don't rock like that. I'm not eating shit over there or nowhere near there, nigga. Hell no. You know, I, I don't rock like that. You know, what I'm saying I got, you know, at the time, you know, what I'm saying I had. In, you know, in-laws and things like that, that, that you know, because, you know, my well, pre- previous wife was from Hawaii. So, you know, it's kind of common to uh, be in, in, encounter those things in Hawaii. So it didn't, you know, infect me like that. Yeah. I just kind of let it off easy. But, you know, some folks, you know, they ain't going to let it off too easy. Like, if you're not letting it be known. So it's, it is, it, it's definitely a catch-22 situation. But it's real out but, here, man. But it is good that you can, you can turn things like that into into comedy, man. And that's what I think 
help comedians stand out, stuff like that. You you see things in the real world, and then you can make jokes about it and get people laughing at home and stuff like that. So it's good that we got folks like that in this area. And speaking of in this area, like, is comedy here easier to do, or is it hard? Like, have you traveled outside of here? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I think there's a thing that says get good, get noticed, and then get paid. You got to start, people always, people always want to, in entertainment, for mm-hmm. example, somebody told me this and it's so facts. Entertainment, you have to, um, you have to get good where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then before you go to the big city, people in New York, the LA's, the Atlanta's, because you could go to a big city before you were ready and, and you have a bad first impression then you probably never get, you know, probably never get to where you want to be. So start here and get good here before you start reaching out trying to get somewhere else. Right. Because you will be the little fish in a big pond in a huge city. Become the hometown hero. That's what you yeah, become Yeah, yeah. You, people need to know who you are at home before you say, I'm moving to L.A. People, yeah, I'm a comedian. I've been doing it four months. I'm going to move to L.A. Like, okay. Swallow you out. Choose and spit back. Coming back home. Living in Jamal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You but yeah, I travel a lot as well. And that's how you really... You, you test yourself because I did a lot of competitions. I put myself up against a lot of comedians that was coming from all over the country. I, so pre-COVID, before I was went to a competition in February this year, and there were like so many comedians, man. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot, a lot of funny people in this country. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, you got to test yourself at all times. Mm-hmm. See where you stand. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, baby. What do you think was like? What's the next big thing for you? Uh, for you coming forward? Um, you know, with uh, hopefully COVID probably comes down and. Uh, we can get back to normal. What are some things you're looking to get into uh, moving forward well, that people want to make the, uh, the audience aware of? Well, I still want to do my, I still do shows. I do events. I do comedy shows. I bring some funniest unknown comedians around. Funniest unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, they cheaper too. Um, <laughs> funniest unknown comedians I could find from all over the country. Okay. Um, that and then I start doing my own comedy shows, getting booked. And I also do acting. So it's all of that. You just yeah, we didn't even get to touch base on the actors. You know, you're doing some local acting, and yeah, I mean, you know, I got an agency that represents me, and every mm-hmm. now and then I get auditions, and if I book, then it's cool. If I don't, then all right, I just keep it moving. Right. But uh, you know, again, so much has slowed down since COVID, so I'm just waiting for you know the cases to drop. So you know, and I'm nervous. I'm telling you, why I'm nervous because mm-hmm. Biden's the president now, and I just have a feeling he ain't playing no games. Uh, yeah, I think everybody kind of. I think Biden gonna shut. I think shit everybody's down. like that. I, I mean, I mean, that's like the that. thing. We don't know what to expect with with this transition taking I mean, the period. I, think, yeah, I, I think Biden gonna be playing no game. He shut shit down. So we're gonna see what happens. I just hope these cases just drop, so maybe he doesn't have to do that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's understandable. I know we were just talking about something before we uh, we we, went, we got on the pod, um, talking about holding some events here locally here at the uh, Gather Studio. So hopefully we can put something together. Where you guys can check my funny man out. That'd be, be good. Yeah, I'll be, that would be great. We're able to do that. Um, where people can find you, my man? I'm at the social media. It's the easiest thing. I'll tell you that. Facebook, Instagram. I don't do the TikTok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Derek A. Brooks. Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K. A. Brooks. My, it's my first name, middle initial, last name. I just so right. simple. Facebook and Instagram, same thing. All right, no yep. doubt, no doubt. You got anything else, my cohort? I want to ask you something. Okay, man, before you, um, you know, you put it away like that, man, what is it something you want to give to, like, uh, aspiring, upcoming comedians who want to do what you're doing, you know what I mean? What's some tips you want to give them? Learn everything you can about the craft. Study the craft. Get good. 
and and get on stage open mics. You know, you got to get on stage open mics because comedy, since technology, comedy has shifted. Because you have a lot of comedians back in the day, back in the day pre, uh, let's say pre YouTube, pre Facebook, pre Instagram, mm-hmm. you had to go to a comedy club and get on stage. You had to. And then if you wanted to get on television, mm-hmm. you had to go to an audition. You had to get seen by somebody who was in a position of authority that had power in that area. Now, it's different. You could go viral. Go and viral. Now, and now you're a celebrity or social media celebrity. But what happens is social media celebrity gets you money because now you have millions of followers. And you can say, you know what? I have millions of followers. Book me venue, I'ma pack it out. And that's what's been happening. Leverage. Leverage. So Creating now leverage. so Media so now leverage. you don't have to go to the comedy club and be seen by somebody to get put on. You could go viral, because that's what it is. Go viral. Maybe you do these videos that are funny and you have a, 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 a hundreds of thousands of millions of followers and now you do it your way. And so that's basically I would say the grassroots way people get on. So I'm trying to do it both ways. Either somebody gonna see me. <laughs> well, I'm going to go viral And I'm going to be in high demand yep. Alright, alright, baby Well, I want to thank you so much for being here, man I look forward to chopping up with you And see if we able to put off this big event I want to thank you guys out there for tuning in At the Beat Podcast You guys take care out there, peace Yeah, another one <laughs>